Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Use entry code UNWRITTENDRAW for a free entry into our grand prize draw. Honestly, if you can figure out where to enter it, we might as well give them the entry. Yeah. It's unwritten, draw, no spaces, all capital. I don't know why you're specifying, <laughs> given that the place to uh, enter it doesn't exist, given the complete lack of grand prize draw. But, you know. Yeah. It's important to get all the details right in your jokes. I see, I see. <laughs> As everybody knows, a lot of unnecessary details that just drag it out make the joke much funnier. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source. And yesterday I spent like $80 buying fountain pens for no reason. <laughs> I'm Aphio, um, and you know what? I'm not entirely certain that you should take my comedy advice, given that, you know, Eunice is the one who actually writes comedy stuff much more often. So maybe the unnecessary details does make things funnier. I mean, it depends on your style of humor. To be fair, I think that the distinction is if the amount of unnecessary detail is the joke, it makes it funnier to add more, but in other cases is probably to its detriment. Yes. Jokes should be snappy. Uh... And the shorter you can tell them it in, the more concentrated the humor. Uh, Your joke only has a certain amount of humor, so make sure to front load and don't stop. Yeah, unnecessary details only funny when the amount in and of itself is ludicrous and then hits that absurdity trigger in your brain that makes you laugh. There we go. Which, Very basic actually, description of comedy. That's exactly what we should be doing on this show. Um, I have like really nerdy humor in my in my fiction, and then I also have the like, haha, you have fallen into a classic trap of being poisoned yet again. <laughs> that was like ninety percent of the way to a Princess Bride <laughs> reference, but then you completely jumped it. Yep. <laughs> Was okay. the jumping intentional? So, I gotta ask. Uh, well, I mean, the jumping is just to make it match what I write. Um, and then the the phrasing of the first part, just because I like the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, given the context of what you were saying it in, the poison is very Princess Bride as well. So the whole thing, I was like, was this a, an attempt at a Princess Bride reference that went flat? Like, I'm very confused. Oh, no, I mean, wait, what is the... I don't even remember the rest of the line, actually, so it's been a while. You've made one of the classic blunders. The first is to never start yeah. a land war in Asia, and the second is to never... Something with a Sicilian. Uh, when death is on the line. Yeah, exactly. Get into a game of wits. Yeah, except, you know, uh, I was talking about my lowbrow comedy, which is... Repeatedly poisoning the house. Yeah, but you know, the Sicilian in this case, <laughs> poison. Yeah. You know okay. what? The entire reference was confused, and we're just gonna move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week uh, is my turn to bring an idea, and uh, I wanted like a type of magic, I guess, where it's like. 
objects become imbued with power as they're used and they get powers related to like what they're used for that's interesting so like the process of intent imbues things with with magic yeah and like it's about like the amount of time spent the amount of effort both emotional and physical so like the family sword that's been in the family for nine generations is you know a really really good sword yeah it's like family heirlooms are actually have a purpose now they're they're actually value they're actually they're not just symbolic but also the family plow (laughs) yeah it's extremely good at doing that yeah might even automatically do it at this point yeah like after a while uh, but it's like, it matters the quality of the user as well. So like, the you know, like the family sword, they would only give it to the best swords person uh, in each generation. Otherwise, the power of the sword gets like, messed up Tainted. by like, crappy, <laughs> crappy skill. <laughs> I see. Okay. Now, my question is... What about a hoe that's usually used, you know, for hoe things, as a normal hoe is, but then has been also used to, like, kill somebody at least once every 20 years? Well, I mean, it's very much, uh, I would say, like, the the act of repetition is what imbues the object with power. I mean, killing somebody is not, how do we say, something that happens super often to begin with so a sword yeah if you use the hoe a sword would have to you know generate some of that so like, is it the swinging action or is it actually the being used for hoe related things it's like that's being boosted here it's the so it, it really depends on the way that it's used and the intent with which it's used so um well a sword is usually not used with the intent to kill somebody but you know that is its ultimate intent well, yeah, so basically, as you can guess from the fact that I just spent $80 on fountain pens, I've been watching, like, way too many videos about stationery um, on YouTube. And the idea for this kind of came from, like, one lusting after Japanese stationery. And then, so it was about, like, the, you know, the philosophy of, like, creating, like, the most perfect version of something like with attention to like every detail and like you know not saying oh it's good enough it's like it's got to have the whole design and and like it, it almost becomes ceremonial when the way that things are made so like the more objects are used like that the more power they get and like the more aspects of that ceremony or like the intent with which it's made like seeps into its magic so like you know let's say there's like a family heirloom sword or whatever uh but like the the family like fighting motto or whatever is like like protection like we're wielding the sword to protect those good citizens of the country or whatever like the sword might not even like its power might not be like killing people it might just make the wearer invulnerable to 
physical injury. <laughs> Maybe not even make the vulnerable, make the wearer invulnerable, but you know, the people that the uh, wielder is protecting can't be harmed until after the wielder is dead. Yeah, like, you know, so it, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, you know, oh, it's a sword, it must chop things and... If you're gonna hurt them, you're gonna have to go through me first. Yeah. Literally, because it, you, you can't hurt them until... Yeah, or we'll be like... If I, anything, I can use the sword to just draw a circle, and anything that's standing in the circle is, like, safe. <laughs> or whatever. You know? I see, I see. It's, yeah, it has to do with intent and, and, a lot of, and a lot of ceremonies. So there's a lot of really silly ceremonies, because the more elaborate but meaningful they are, the, like, more... Meaningful to the people doing them, or meaningful in, like, an objective sense? Because I'm not entirely certain that that second one is fulfilled by ceremony. To the people who's doing doing them. So, like, you can do all the steps, but if you don't, like, believe... So there's a cultural <laughs> norm for making things way more complicated than they need to be. Yes, because it feels more, you know, real. Well, it literally makes it more real in this case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know... It's like a, suppose it's like a deep story about symbolism, even though it's actually just a fun story with magic items. <laughs> I mean, just because you're telling something in genre doesn't mean you can't do something with deep, meaningful themes, you know? Yeah, but I I like to do like, do like oh deep meaningful themes on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like a all right, we'd like our main course of. Uh, happy-go-lucky comedy with a side order of deep, meaningful themes that take forever to actually parse. Yeah, and you can totally ignore <laughs> it's like, it. Didn't you get those reversed? No, no. no. You can, and you can ignore the deep themes if you're not into it, and just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy the main course. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's. I mean, that's you know the opposite of what people usually do, but it's fine. It's the opposite of highbrow. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Is it, though? It's like... Because, like, people describe lowbrow as the opposite of highbrow. Okay, well, I don't know what... The, I mean, the difference is highbrow is just lowbrow, but 30 years later. The way that I think of it is, like, um, like when parents, like, cut up vegetables really small and, like, sneak it into their kids' food. Like... <laughs> That's for bad parents who can't convince their children to eat vegetables. Well, I mean... You know, most parents... No, I mean, like, you can't reason with young children. You definitely can. Like, you can't convince young children that when they're 55, they're gonna regret not eating their vegetables. Like, they'll be like, what's 55? Yeah, but you don't need to convince them of, you know, eating their vegetables until they're 55. You have to convince them of eating their vegetables until they're 8. No, no, but, like, you can't convince them it's, like, good if it tastes like crap. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't make So don't vegetables. feed them vegetables if it tastes like crap. Yes. Very simple well, solution. Well, I mean, you know, that is would be the solution. I personally love cabbage and, and other vegetables. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, I hate carrots. Okay. I've learned to cook I don't think it's an absolute requirement <laughs> that you eat carrots. I mean, they're a rich source of vitamin A. Um, but They are, but funny thing is that you can find that elsewhere, too. But the point is, if you grate carrots really small and then mix them with eggs, I'll eat them and it'll taste great because it tastes like eggs. It, that sounds like a really weird combination, but it's an actual dish. 
It Chinese. doesn't sound like a weird combination at all, actually. I mean, you also have to add salt and sugar to the to the mixture, um, and then just like you an sugar and eggs. You don't understand. Oh my, that's what makes Asian eggs better. <laughs> There's a little bit of sugar in all of it. That just sounds kind of gross. If I'm being honest, delicious. It's delicious. I mean, I don't know if you like sugar, but it's delicious. <laughs> okay. I see. I see. Back to the back to the topic at hand. Uh, you know, objects that uh, commonly become magical objects are probably you know well known or whatever. But the story. Well, I mean, I think everybody would have like a mildly magical whisk in their house or something. Yeah, and and you know like family traditions become well. It doesn't even have to be a family tradition because you can pass. You know, like, you would pass an object on to somebody who would use it well, you know what I mean? Rather than just keep it in the family yeah. if nobody in the family is interested in your... Uh, this blacksmith's magical hammer. In, and it's, like, the specific smithy, not the smith themselves. Or, like, you know, I thought of this idea while crocheting. Um, so, you know, the crochet hooks of power. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of infinite power. But, you know, specifically... The, the seven millimeter Specifically, ones? they're just really good at crocheting. Like, the, the, the really tiny ones that nobody uses don't actually pick up a lot of power through the year. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, occasionally somebody would be like, I can use these tiny ones almost exclusively and make them pick up more power. Sure. And then, you know, they become the best uh, tiny crochet. Yeah, but like the, the six, seven millimeter ones are going to be the ones that really have the oomph. You know, if you need to start like crocheting lava or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Man, know. Like, that would be a weird thing, <laughs> crocheting lava. You could turn anything into thread and, and weave it through crochet. That I don't is know. I don't know. way more powerful than I thought. And also, I'm not entirely certain that that's related to what they're supposed to do. Creating things? Out of it. Not creating things, but creating like the raw materials for themselves specifically. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're they're if you pair them with the the, what do you call that thing that spins, thread, the spinner of power. <laughs> I think it's called a spindle, but I'm not. No, that's, no, that's for that's just a part. Something else. A spindle is just a part of it. It's like a exactly. Anyways, the point is, things that people use a lot, get more power. But okay, it has to be done with intentionality. So, like, if people just, like... You know. I mean, again, if the hoe is used, like, regularly enough that you could definitely point to this particular hoe having a bloody history, but is usually used for farming, does it pick up sort of elements of that bloody history as its magic, or is it just the, like, endless repetition? It's both the repetition and intentionality, so if... The hoe accidentally ran over someone who was drunk one day and killed them. It's like, whatever. But if it was like, we are executing this thief with this hoe because the hoe is related to their crime, uh, then that would definitely make a, you know, indent on its, its magic. <laughs> Okay, so it's a it's a fairly complicated and soft system where we're just like, yeah, I mean, the history of the item de like determines its powers, but 
It's like the specific things in its history that were done intentionally are what determine its powers. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty soft because it's like people don't quite understand exactly how it works. Uh, obviously, people try and make new objects of power all the time. And sometimes it doesn't. And often succeed. Yeah, but a lo- often they fail. Too. Not always. And anytime somebody tries to set up like a mass manufacture of them, they're gonna fail. Yeah. Yeah, that takes the gravity. Artisanal qualities yeah. out. Yeah. Like, people haven't really figured it out. They're just like, yeah, handmade things seem to go more. Just having it for a long time. They haven't quite figured out, like, the full intentionality effect. Uh, alright, alright. I like it. It makes the world a little bit more mysterious. It's like, some objects have power. Actually, rather a lot of objects have power. But, like, the amount of power is kind of confused. Older things usually have more power, but occasionally older things will have, like, some random aspect of their powers that you're not expecting and doesn't really make sense with what it is, but yeah. it just is like that anyway. And it's like a world where, like, people really don't use disposable items very much if they can help it at all, because, you know... That has no chance of developing into a magic item. Yeah. Why would you do that? Everyone uses fountain pens. Uh. <laughs> ah, I see. I have discovered the baseline of your idea. Bring it back full circle to justify my purchase of $80 worth of fountain pen plus ink. Um, <laughs> I exactly. can't justify Anyway. Okay. Um, oh, man. But pens, man. They would have so much power, especially if you use them for creative writing. They could I don't know if they'd have power, but they'd definitely be able to, like, write things. They'd be really able to create well. things if you if you have a vivid enough imagination while you're doing... Or constant and hallucination. An old pen. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. It would also need to be a pretty old pen, to be fair. Yeah. Again, you know, like a hundred-year-old fountain pen that was, like, exclusively used by creative writers. <laughs> And passed down through the generator generations in a ceremony of its own. One day it just, like, tears a portal open into another world. <laughs> That's not terrifying at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What other, what other stuff is used regularly, but with intent? Um, cleaning supplies. Okay, but those are, like, kind of, oh, you mean, like, the mop of ultimate purification like <laughs> kind of nice the butcher's knife of, of meat cutting <laughs> oh man after yeah after a while like stuff like that it'll just like do it'll just work on its own you know <laughs> you're at a certain point your butcher shop becomes automatic and it'll butcher the cow on its own <laughs> That is extraordinarily terrifying, actually. <laughs> At a certain point, like, butchers in this in this uh, era are not actually, uh, you know, like a profession that you need one in, of in every town. They're actually a highly specialized pro- um, profession where they go around to specific new towns and create a building that is the butchers. And then at a certain point, they just leave with the magical knife that lets other people bring their, like, cow in or whatever. No, no, but the... That's terrifying. No, 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 the knife won't work unless it's owned by someone who can butcher with as much skill as the knife can do on its own. Well, yeah, it's owned by the specialist profession, but, like, they own multiple copies of, of knives. Wow. That they've just left in previous towns. 
That's well. I mean, how are they going to gather that many objects of power? It takes generations to make a knife that can fully butcher on its own. Yeah, when they're when they're on their way to die, then they pass it on to the next generation, who goes around, you know, checks with all the knives, make sure that every that everything's working fine, and then they continue. No, 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 no. but why would they would only have like so one? So they're an enigmatic family of. Well, okay, what? I guess, okay, so what, it's like, okay, so the one that's passed down already does its own butchering, so you just have to service it and maintain it, and then you run your own butchers where you physically are, and then you start working on a new knife, and then eventually your family just gathers autonomous knives. <laughs> Pretty much, and then leaves them in towns. Okay. You know. <laughs> cool. I feel like this... This institution of the, like, mysterious non-extant butcher would be, like, a really fun hook for the setting, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, start the story with someone just going on grocery shopping and just encountering all these weird everyday magical items. Um, I think that might be the best hook of the setting, is that, like, there are so many magical items that are literally just mundane, like, normal stuff. Yeah. But you gotta treat them with respect, or else they'll stop working. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and eventually they'll develop sentience, because... <laughs> that's creepy. I don't think I'd do that, but you know, if you want to, that's definitely an option. No, I would do it that, that, that way where it's like, are they sentient? I mean, they seem to like know when there's an unbutchered cow in the room. But, like, we don't have any objective way of, like, knowing if it's sentient or just autonomous. <laughs> it's not like it has vocal cords. It, it can't communicate, like, one one slice for yes, two slices for no. <laughs> I mean, we could ask it that, but it doesn't have ears either. No. And, like, you know, like... Frankly, this entire situation is a little bit confusing, and we're just gonna go ahead and treat it with respect anyway. Yeah, just in case, you know. <laughs> Okay, who's the main character? New object of power. That's a very good question. What would be a fun object? Somebody, is it somebody who creates a new one? Somebody who inherits one? Somebody who... Maybe somebody who gets the first copy of like... As, as technology advances, you know, new magical items are made that are technologically more, more up there. Um, or in, like, more complex, but, like, were never before magic items, so they were kind of outclassed, but, like, because the base version of it outclasses the the, ma- the non-magical version of the other thing, people are like, this will definitely be better once it becomes magical in, like, 40 years. Hmm. And, like, maybe our main character has the first copy of one of those as it's, like, specifically developing visible properties. Okay, I have to figure out how technology advances when everyday items just become autonomous with fairly decent regularity. Like, would electricity ever be invented? I would say that it would get there, but it's, like... Like, technology in this world moves more slowly, right? Because the adoption of anything new is going to take, like, 40 years to beat whatever the magic version is. Yeah... So, so people have to believe in it for, like, three generations and use it. <laughs> I mean, people would definitely believe in it for three generations, right? Because, like, 
they they would definitely know like hey the base version of this is better than the base version of the other thing so once this is magical it'll outclass it and probably even get better faster but yeah. at the same time you're stuck <laughs> using the thing that's worse than the magical other thing for three generations <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean there there's believing in it and then there's like Using it for three generations while everyone else is having a more convenient life. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it would get there, but it might take a while. Okay. Um, would be a, a fun new technology that would be the first thing to get magic. Uh, the printing press? <laughs> okay. It's like, this is better than writing. But um, also... But also... You know, magic pens. I mean, technically, the magic pen and the um, and the printing press have different like magics that they get, right? Because the printing press would be more along the lines of like creation and spreading, where the pen is more along the lines of individual creation. Well, I mean, I feel like the the magic that a pen would get over time is highly dependent on what it's used for. Like, if if all it does... It's only used to write horror stories. Or, like, if it's, it's, if it's one of the ones that's, like, you know, tied to the little chain at the bank, it, like, is able to detect forged signatures or something. Or, or like... You know, like, it could be very, very specific depending on what it's used for. Um, the pen detects fraud. Or, like, there's... If it's used for fraud, it starts, like, beeping. There's, like, a, the, a pen that no matter who uses it, the words always come out completely legible. Oh, man, I'd love that magic. <laughs> a pen that no matter who uses it comes out completely truthful, whether they intended to or not. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, a printing press, like, you know... It would just get better at printing things. Maybe, you know, maybe it makes its own paper after a while. Or it can go fast. Or Maybe it starts, like, printing whole books at once. Maybe, like, if it's used to do, like, a newspaper, maybe, like, it just starts printing news without anybody putting the letters maybe together. Maybe like printing news into people's houses. <laughs> or, or, like... Like, they, they don't even need journalists anymore. Like, it just magically gathers information. <laughs> like, it just knows what the weather is going to be. And it just prints a forecast. Everyone's like, I don't, I don't know how this works, but okay. We'll just leave that section <laughs> blank, and then the machine will just do it. <laughs> That's creepy. This, uh, this section marked weather. Why is it just a blank square? Uh, the press has it. What do you mean the press has it? I mean that the printing press will tell us what the weather's going to be for the next three days. It hasn't been wrong yet, and frankly, that's concerning. Yeah, like you want to see something cool, and then they change the letter from three-day to seven-day forecast, and then it just comes out. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. That's concerning. <laughs> Wait, how, how long in advance can it do this for? Well... Uh, we can't change that word day there. Yeah, and there's only one digit allowed for the number before the day, so really nine days 
it like it physically won't let us, and we we didn't try and like you know force it or break the the little typeset or anything. So yeah, <laughs> we don't want to make the changes to see if this can go much further. So you know, nine da- nine days is like much much better, and it's one hundred percent accurate. It never says like thirty percent chance of precipitation. <laughs> It just says There's a specific rain, rain yeah. schedule on each day. Yep. And we're like, wow. <laughs> okay. And we've also discovered that, uh, we've also discovered that because we print these serially and the same copies always go out to the same places, it's actually giving the specific weather report for that specific place. Yeah. <laughs> It, it yeah so the yeah it's it, it knows which copy is going to which household <laughs> oh that's creepy are you sure it's not sentient well no like again we're not sure <laughs> we we can't ask it to change things so it's hard to say uh, it's really really hard to say it's like okay I can get behind a magic printing press. Alright. Uh, our, ma- our magic printing press uh, character. Are they trying to direct the magic of the printing press as they're using it? No, no, no. They just want to make a newspaper. Like, the best newspaper ever. Okay. And they want it to be, you know, distributed to the masses at an affordable cost. Like, they do it with all the... The great intent that really makes things magical. Um, and that, you know, they're hoping that, you know, after three generations... They're trying to get 40 years so that, like, people can just toss a coin up in the air and say, News, please, and get the news. Yeah. And, you know, they're hoping, you know, in 40 years, maybe the printer will pick up a bit of whatever. But, you know, they do, they do like, everything right. And it, it becomes, like, magical within, like, the, you know, the first year of... Of printing or whatever. Uh. <laughs> They're doing everything right by making everything stupidly ceremonial. Yeah, and every day is a celebration of, and and you know they personally take it apart for cleaning every week or whatever. I don't know how. You, I don't know how. You it gets it. magical way too fast yeah. for anybody to be like entirely certain that this is safe. And then you know it's because like. There's like a whole team of people who are behind the stuff that gets printed on the printer. So then the the fact that they're all working on it speeds it up because it's not one person's intentionality. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah, so, ha, <laughs> tricks. <laughs> Breaking our soft magic system with cheats. Uh-huh. <laughs> Breaking our soft magic system with organizations <laughs> yeah. and people. Teamwork! Woo. So it's it's the running of a news agency <laughs> where every time they fully get a process down, that process gets automated. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they're like, they're trying to stay financially afloat and get people to want to advertise on their newspaper. And the machine is like trying to help them save costs like one day it just closes it's like ink refill 
thing so that they can't open it anymore. <laughs> one day, but it keeps printing. One day the infill thing disappears. <laughs> They're like, well, I don't know what's going on, but okay. Like one day it just starts it printing. It appears to still be working. One day it just starts printing in color, even though it's like completely not designed for that. Or like it starts doing pictures. <laughs> it wasn't originally designed for that. Like they're like, how the pictures? What? What? <laughs> it gets more and more complicated every time they come up with like a cool idea and start the process of like implementing it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then you know they become the number one news agency in the world because magic. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know. And, like, uh, the the magic that the printing press picks up is not actually print-related. It becomes, like, just news-related. And, you know, you cut forward a hundred years into the future where everyone has, like, televisions. And it's, like, it's still going, but it's just... It evolved with the way news is <laughs> It no is longer looks like a printing press. <laughs> no longer prints words. It's it just... It, it somehow, like... Oh no, it definitely can print words, yeah. you know. If you, if you do the old flick a coin up into the air and call for news, it'll give you a full newspaper. But <laughs> yeah, but it also, you know, does email newsletters and and broadcasts like, radio waves. Do you want an email newsletter? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not entirely certain that, like, news would ever go to broadcast, given the... The, like, flick a coin in the air, get a newspaper thing. I don't know, you know, like, there's some announcements that need to be made to That's people. true. Maybe not, like, a normal news broadcast, but, like, it has its ways. Like, if everybody needs <laughs> to know something... Special news bulletin. Yeah, like, a, a bulletin will just appear in front of everyone. <laughs> Whether they ask for it or not. <laughs> A memo appears at the near at the next time the next time you look at a vertical surface, a memo appears on it and makes a bunch of sound. You know, uh, and and then like you know when you cut to the future, you can have a new character who's like nervously trying to get hired at this firm, uh, and and they're like, why do you want to work here? And you know they they say something really corny and sincere, uh, whereas like the person ahead of them is all about the money or whatever and then they well, get corny sincerity is just perfect for this world's <laughs> magic system like you're hired and the other person gets mad because like i'm way more qualified blah 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 and they're like no you're nonsense we don't <laughs> we don't need that kind of attitude in here <laughs> welcome to the world where you know corny sincerity will get you a really really long way yeah and you know like the original founder of the of the printing press is still there or not the printing press the news agency is still there like you know like a old like supposed to be retired but can't help come back and like tinker with the machine even though like are they immortal or something <laughs> maybe <laughs> It seems like a really fast development from newspapers to uh, to broadcast. I don't love you. What sixty years? That's reasonable. That yeah, that's a little bit fast. <laughs> Even for our current reality, where uh, things don't have magical powers going on in the background. Well, maybe it it starts jumping itself forward instead of needing the technology to be there first. I don't know. That leads into its own set of questions that's so very confusing. (laughs) 
you know, the jump it, you jump in a certain amount. It doesn't have to be like, okay, now we have internet. You know, it, it can just be like, now we have radio. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's extremely concerning. Oh my god, if it has radio, does that mean finally one of the magical objects can now talk and tell us if it's sentient or not? <laughs> you would think that, but the reality is that it's only giving other people's words, so we don't know. It can only report news, but it's like... It has the most fantastic voice you've ever heard. Yeah. But it really can only report news. Which is like, oh my god, whose voice is that? That's the voice of the machine. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Hi, machine. And the machine is just like, and the, the what? Now for our seven-day forecast. <laughs> <laughs> and then the seven-day forecast is just oh, man. wherever you currently are. <laughs> it's like, okay, well... I'm 80% sure that this machine is sentient, but still don't have objective evidence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not entirely certain that we're ever going to get objective evidence on this. Unless, well, I mean, if it, if it, we did, then it would be newsworthy. Uh, (laughs) Trying to convince the machine to do do an article on itself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's so funny. But it would only be it would only be newsworthy if it was new, you know. Yeah. So like, if other items were sentient, it would not actually be newsworthy. Yeah, but if other, okay, yeah, but they they'd be interested and in, like if any object proved itself, like irrefutably sentient. <laughs> oh, so they're trying to uh, they're trying to like talk it into proving itself yeah, sentient. Yeah. Yeah. Or or like. You know, if and even if like somebody else's, I don't know, their their heirloom, uh, pizza slicer, proved itself. You know, they they they'd want to know, because it makes it more likely that the other ones, either are or could gain sentience. All right, so, I think we have our character idea, although I don't know if that's like plot character. Like I don't know what we want to call that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think this is a fairly simple one. We just kind of, like, have the news agency and we follow their development as they sort of get there and then we have an epilogue where we do the hiring of Coney Sincerity thing. Yeah, this is, it's more of a, of a, like, what do you call it? Slice of life, a little bit more of the ambiance-heavy story. Yeah. If you want to write it to be all dark and gritty, you definitely can. Like, the potential is there. Yeah, like, don't use a printing press. Just use some other object that's more edgy. <laughs> Literally edgy. Yeah. Like a, a hoe that murders people. <laughs> I mean, that was just my example of a tool being used outside of its intended purpose. But, you know, if you really want, that would work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'd be cute. It'd be cute. I'd make it cute. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think that you can definitely take this in a cute direction, and that would be a good direction for it. And then you know, just have the reader put down the story and like start thinking about all their everyday objects in a whole new way. Exactly, exactly. All right. So I, I think we're done for this week. Yeah. Uh, if you like this story and write it. 
email us at listeners at unwrittenmagics.com. If you hate this story, but you still want to write it for some reason because you're, you know, that kind of person, contrarian, go ahead, do it. I mean, the email's the same. Um, if you want to be a guest on our show because our ideas are lame and you can do better, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. And just for those of you out there who, uh, you know, want to confirm it, yes, that is a challenge. Um, like and rate us and recommend us to your friends. Whichever podcast platform you're using is the one where we want you to rate us if you can. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening.